There's some incredible testing happening at Starbase Texas and coming up on the 10th of March between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. There's a not Mars scheduled. So this is basically so boats and planes don't go in this region. So SpaceX can test their booster or ship 25 or whatever they're going to be testing down there. And there's a possibility that they're going to be testing booster seven. So don't worry about that. They already did the 31 engine static fire. Now there's possible 33 engine static fire coming up, but possibly also ship 25 could get a test, but also there's other ships that are hanging out. Ship 26 is hanging out down there too. There could be a possible test of that too. We don't know. Nobody really knows at this point, except for people that work at SpaceX. More than likely, it's going to be a booster test or ship 25 test. Now, Booster 7 already did the 31 engine static fire test. Two of the engines of the 33 engines didn't work right. So is that a possibility that the FAA said, well, you need to get all these engines to work. We need to make sure that everything works right before you do the orbital flight test, SpaceX and Elon Musk. So why don't you just do another test for us? Why don't you do the 33 engine static fire test? It could be in the FAA's best interest more than likely in SpaceX's best interest too, because if they have two engines that are faulty, we know that SpaceX could make it to orbit with only 31 engines because Elon Musk said so. He said so right on Twitter. He said, hey, we could still make it to orbit with only 31 engines, but why risk it, right? This is the most important mission of SpaceX, uh, except for maybe Falcon 1. When they, when they made sure that Falcon 1 was perfect, fine, made it to orbit, did its thing, that was super important too, but I think this is the most important mission for SpaceX ever, right? So if you, if you mess this up in any way, this is going to mess up the future of SpaceX, right? So if they see, if, if the FAA sees this SpaceX messed up the launch because they didn't go through the proper things and go third, full 33 engine static fire, then, then they only got 31 done. And then something happens during the launch. FAA is going to be like, hey, we told you that we needed 33 engines to do this and you just went 31 and then you went up. Not cool. So SpaceX possibly more than likely doing another static fire down in Boca Chica, Texas on the 10th. OK, so we got that taken care of. Now let's move on to this. So this is from 2021. I know it's a little bit of time ago, right? So this is another Notmar that um, the Marine Safety Information Bulletin from 2021. It's something similar, right? So uh, it has similar wording, static fire test of the facility located south of Brownsville, Texas. But this one says static fire, right? And this one does not say static fire. But it does say U.S. portion, U.S. waters portion of the hazard area. SpaceX identified susceptible to potential hazards, including blast pressure, debris, gaseous leaks, and fires during the test. And the reason they do fires is because everything's flammable at SpaceX at Starbase. Like every, like all the, <laughs> there's, there's gas, there's all sorts of things running through SpaceX's Starbase. And these tests could possibly make a fire. We've seen it before. Uh, we've seen it happen a few times when they do their the static fire tests and something goes weird and the, the fire catches um, the brush around it on fire. And SpaceX goes, Oh yeah, that's cool. That's part of, that's part of the deal. So we have, the 33 engine static fire possibly coming up. Now, this is another one. This is from December 7th, 2020. See how far this one goes out? The other one goes out to like right here, like right about here. You can see my cursor here. And this one, it reaches out. This is for a hop test. 
So this is from December 7th, 2020. This is a hop test. And this shows between this and this, there would be a full corridor of the whole gulf if SpaceX was going to be doing an orbital flight test. It would be this, but then whoop, super far across the gulf, we'd be able to see the channel for this whole test, right? And here it says blast pressure, debris, gaseous leaks, and fires during launches, during launches, right? So this one doesn't say during launches. So it's just possibly um, during the tests, you know, it says during the tests here. So there's a possibility of fires during the tests. So there's a possibility they're just covering their bases here, but, and this could be a blanket statement, but in the other ones, they said, you know, certain things. So what we're looking at here is SpaceX testing something on the ground. They're not going to fly it. They're not going to fly this thing that they're going to be testing on the 10th of March. Okay. So let's just make, make sure that's out there. Now we don't have any information about the uh, road closures as well. Nothing has been posted yet. We don't know what it is. It's a couple days away and there's no road closures posted. So we don't know if this is going to be legit or if SpaceX made a mistake and hasn't told Cameron County yet. We don't really know what's going on in the background, but within the next few days, we should see some road closures happening because by the time this video is posted, it'll be the 7th. And on the 7th, that'll only give them a couple days to get this road closure in the in there. And people, the public, are privy to the road closures. So you got to tell the people about the road closures before you do some testing. Because if somebody just happens to drive down there and sees that there's a road closure, they're like, man, I can't go to the beach. I wanted to go to the beach today, but I can't because I guess there's a road closure. So this alerts the public that there's some testing down there. The public can't go down to the beach. You can't go have fun in the sun with your friends and family. But this hasn't been posted. You know, I just refreshed this before this, uh, before I started recording this. I'm going to do it again. And if it changes, it didn't change anything. I was going to say if it does, if it didn't change anything. Okay, so we're good. We're good with that. So road closures don't know yet. So is this going to be a test or is this going to be one of those things where SpaceX just kind of went like, yeah. You know, we just posted this and in hopes that we could get a testing run in time. So, and that was posted. When was this posted? The first one was posted March 3rd, right? So March 3rd, a couple days ago, and they were probably in the, in the, uh, in the phases of, Hey, we got this thing to test and let's just do an Otmar. We'll tell the Coast Guard, Hey, what's going on? And that's pretty much it for the testing going on down there, uh, at Starbase. Now we have a Another cool thing. I want to show you this other cool thing too. So stick with me here. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please take a second and subscribe to the channel. Now, the reason why you subscribe, right? You have to have a reason because if you like this kind of content, that's awesome. And I appreciate you. Thank you for stopping by. That's really cool. Um, but also SpaceX, NASA, space flight content is important to you, right? So uh, YouTube will show you other spaceflight creators out there, not just myself. So I get a little bit out of this, right? I get a new subscriber. I get you here. I get you part of the crew. And that's really awesome. And welcome to the community for everybody who started subscribing right now and everybody who's been subscribed for a while. Thank you. But you'll get other stuff in your feed from uh, YouTube about spaceflight. That's the cool thing. So thank you for subscribing right now. I appreciate you. Let's move on to the next thing. And this is... Um, this is Wayne Stroman, right? So Wayne Stroman hit me up on Twitter, said, did NASA unschedule NASA 
uh, WB57 flight placeholder for March 11th, 2023, possible Starship launch. So NASA has this calendar for the WB57 aircraft. And the WB57 aircraft images space flights sometimes. So basically, this... Um, this aircraft can fly to a place where either a, a, a spacecraft is either entering or leaving the atmosphere or it does other flights and does other things for NOAA and other, you know, other other organizations out there. So they said, is there any news on a projected orbital launch date for Starbase Boca Chica? We don't have any sort of information about that. Uh, Elon says March. Gwen Shetwell said March. Um, another representative for SpaceX said hopefully March. Now, they have everything in place for a March launch, but they also said that in 2021, about uh, September of 2021. They also said about June and July of 2021 that they're going to be ready for a launch within a month. That's what they said. It was something like that in 2021. So I'm not calling anybody out here. I'm just saying these things have happened before where people have said, yeah, we're ready. And then we know uh, the FAA got involved and there was an environmental assessment that postponed SpaceX for a long time, but uh, ship 24, not 24-7, uh, 420, ship 420 didn't launch during that time. And if it were ready to go to orbit after the environmental assessment, why didn't they just send it to orbit? So let me know in the comments. This is the conversation we're going to have here. Let me know in the comments what you think happened to ship 420. If it was ready to go to orbit, why didn't they just send it? And I know the Raptor ones are outdated at that point, And some of the systems in the Starship were outdated. So did they just wait because the new systems would give them better data? Or was it just maybe they weren't ready? I don't know. Let me know. This is a, this is a funny one. This is a, this is a tricky one here. Because as a reporter and somebody who uh, lives by this stuff and like loves this stuff, it's fun to speculate, right? So... Let me know what you think in the comments. I have my own ideas. I think what happened is that the the hardware was ready possibly to go, but they had different data in mind because they had upgraded systems, right? So the new booster, new ship, everything's upgraded. So why not just move forward with a different test? That's what I think. Let me know in the comments what you think. So this WB-47 aircraft, um, is it going to be imaging Starship? Right? So we have a calendar here of the WB-47. It was on March 11th that WB-47 was going to be imaging Starship. It said something along the lines of um, Starship uh, launch placeholder, something like that on the 11th. So it's not there anymore. It's gone. And where did it go? We don't know because it's not there anymore. Check April. There's nothing. I checked this a little bit earlier. So if this changed, I, I apologize, but I, we will get into it and I'll be super surprised. April, May, no placeholders for Starship yet. June, but also remember that the placeholder may not be there because the FAA hasn't even said anything about Starship yet. They haven't even said that it's okay for Starship to launch yet. So why would the WB-57 actually have a, um, you know, a flight time, you know, and just a placeholder for a certain day 
if the FAA didn't even tell them that it's okay to launch yet, right? So I think what they did before is they said, okay, we need this plane for imaging and NASA's gonna use the data for upcoming Artemis missions and upcoming missions for human spaceflight. So they had something in there just in their books, just in case this did happen on the 11th of March. And we'll find out about that later, right? So we're gonna find out when the FAA says it's okay for SpaceX to launch. Well, I'll know then because SpaceX will tweet it immediately. Elon will tweet it immediately. There's sources behind the scenes that may leak it. So we'll know about that. And then they may have to rebook the WB-57. And it looks like March, eh, not too bad. Not too bad. 320, 218. Uh, April, not super booked. Second week, of, you know, first week of April here. First to the 8th, not super booked. Uh, there's some NOAA stuff going on. Uh, they have some <clears throat> imaging placeholder stuff. The imaging placeholders, <clears throat> excuse me, could be for something else too. So we'll see. April, May, uh, May looks pretty booked. In June, you know, it's get, it's getting in there. June, a little bit less. So March now, we don't see anything here. So there's a possibility SpaceX just goes, okay, we're just going to wait for the FAA and not book anything quite yet. But also speculate all you want in the comments. And if you don't have anything to speculate about, just uh, just leave a comment of an emoji of a rocket for the rocket launch of the Starship program. Now, this is another cool thing that I ran into, okay? Jared Isaacman. We've all heard of Jared Isaacman, right? There's all these cool missions with SpaceX. St. Jude makes a bunch of money, pays for these flights, is an adventurer. Cool dude. Jared Isaacman is awesome. And the New York Times posted... The Hubble Space Telescope is known for recording awe-inspiring images of the cosmos, but thousands of satellites launched by private companies like SpaceX are photobombing these images with streaks and light curves that can be impossible to remove. Jared Isaacman said, Starlink is not the problem. Starlink will connect previously disconnected communities all over the world. Stick enough for Elon. Good for him. Uh, it is a big step to solving many worldly challenges or globe challenges. Um, the problem is Hubble's orbit is decaying. But good news, there is a solution. Jared Isaacman is going to be doing the Polaris program. And if you're not aware what the Polaris program is, SpaceX, Jared, and the Polaris program are all working together to do testing of uh, a, a, a external spacewalk for Jared and his crew for one of the Polaris program missions, Polaris Dawn. All right, so this is going to be the first extra vehicular activity since 70s, I think, 60s or 70s. It's a huge deal, right, for uh, the first private one ever. So this is a huge, huge deal. Now, Jared is saying the problem is Hubble's orbit is decaying, but good news, there is a solution, dot, dot, dot. So these dots mean maybe Jared has a solution by nudging the Hubble with one of the Polaris program dragon capsules. That's what they're using for the first two are the dragon capsules. And then they're going to be using a starship for the third one. So the Polaris program may be in work, like working on a solution to nudge Hubble up. And Jared has talked about this before. And he said that is, is a possibility. There is a solution though. That's the thing. He says, there is a solution. Yeah. Push it up. Come on, Jared, please do this. We need Hubble. I, I know James Webb is immaculate and amazing. 
like the new photos, the new imagery from James Webb is absolutely stunning, but we still need Hubble. So Jared, please, if you can save that, I think it would be amazing. And you would be a hero to so many people. Not only that, but think of the future of humanity without Hubble. What was it like before Hubble? And it's like pre-Hubble past, like what's going on after Hubble? We don't know. It probably wouldn't be that good. Wouldn't be as good as with Hubble. So Jared has a solution, hopefully, for this and maybe docking a, uh, a, a dragon capsule with Hubble and give it a little nudge, raise it up a little bit. The orbit's decaying, push it up. That would be freaking sweet. Jared, hit me up, dude. That would be, I would be, I would love to talk to you about this. So I'm just putting it out there in the universe and I think it'd be really awesome. So yeah, Jared, that's cool as hell. Um, so yeah, that's about it. That's all we got today. I think I had something else, but I'm not sure what it is. Um, oh yeah, NASA. Oh, this is what I, I want to show you this too. So there's a, um, the NASA WB 57 pilot. Cool. Cool. Twitter account to follow, by the way. Um, they posted sort of a flight plan. There's a 50 X view of the flight profile to image the crew to landing off the coast of Pensacola from the NASA WB 57. So this is basically what they do. This is their flight plan for this. And I have to go, um, this one. So you can, t you can see it taken off over there. I can't make this any bigger, unfortunately, Then you can see it. It kind of circles around the area where it lands. Watch this. It circles around a bunch of times. It images the area and it's like, all right, I'm going to circle around. There we go. So cool. And then it just takes a bunch of images. Um, and then it flies away, you know, and then their job is done and the pilot is done and they, they did their job successfully. They got the, uh, profile, uh, the image of the profile of the flight profile. So very cool. That's how it works. So that's similar to how it might work for a Starship launch, right? So imagine this side over here as the Starship launch from Boca Chica, Texas. And then it launches all the way across the Gulf of Mexico, kind of orbital, sort of. And then it splashes down off the coast of Kauai. And when it splashes down off the coast of Kauai, we'll see this circle again with the WB-57. Uh, NASA WB-57 pilot, it would be awesome to talk to you too and just hang out. And, you know, talk about flying that thing and seeing all these cool missions. But how cool would it be if we actually get imaging from the WB-57 from NASA to show everybody, not me, but I'm just saying like everybody in general, like open source images to see what happens to Starship when it lands. Because, I mean, I'm sure SpaceX will have cameras out there, but will SpaceX have all the cameras and will they have an aerial view? And will this be equipped with the live stream? Probably not. I mean, they have they have uh, functional cameras in there for a reason. And the reason is because we need this data. You know, SpaceX needs this data. NASA needs this data for upcoming flight tests. So the all the data that can, SpaceX can get, SpaceX needs it. So the WB-57 is going to be there when SpaceX lands this craft off the coast of Kauai and lands in the water. And then they need to image it to see what happens to it after it lands. You know, if we could do like a soft splashdown, that would be great. And if the WB-57 can fly around near it and take photos as it's splashing down, that would be great because you could analyze that data. You can see exactly what happens. And of course there are sensors in 
the ship itself, but there's nothing like seeing it and seeing the data, correlating the data with the actual visuals to see what actually happened. So W57, um, not booked yet, but hopefully will be booked in the future. So I think that's it for today. I have one more. <laughs> Greg Scott, uh, new construction at SpaceX's Roberts Road, 39B, Blue Origin on uh, Tuesday's uh, flyover chopstick. Chopsticks and track are being built while item, other items are being installed. So check this out. This is cool. Chopsticks. I'm going to blow this up a little bit. Greg Scott has a Patreon too. I'll show you that in a second. Um, open image, a new tab. You can see it. Chopsticks at NASA, at Kennedy Space Center. Chopsticks are on. And this is an upgraded tower from the one in Brownsville. Or, sorry, Boca Chica. But it looks like it's coming along. And sooner than later, we're going to be seeing possibly hundreds of launches from here uh, before they actually put somebody inside of this thing. So inside of the Starship. So this is a cool thing. So now they're going to have to be they're going to have to do some tests with these. I was down there at Boca Chica when they were testing the first arms, you know, when they were doing all the tests at Starbase and they were opening the arms they were closing the arms. I filmed the tower for like an hour and I didn't realize the arms were moving because they were testing them so slowly. And I went back the later that day to check out the footage and I sped it up. I just scrubbing through it and I was like, whoa, the arms are moving up. And I basically just had my camera on a tripod for an hour filming everything. I didn't realize it because they were going so slow. So we're probably not going to see like really any big test from these arms for a while, but it's really great to know that they're actually there. So Greg, you uh, have a Patreon, I'm sure, don't you? I thought you did. Oh yeah, patreon.com slash Greg Scott underscore photo. There it is. Greg Scott photo. Go to Greg's Patreon, help him out. Great photographer, does some really cool stuff. Three bucks a month to join, $5 a month to join. Most popular donor contribution, help him out. Does great work. So Greg, good job catching those, uh, catching those uh, catch arms and the chopsticks, of course, as everybody else calls them. So that's about it. Greg, good job. Uh, but that's, I think that's it for now. Let's go back to Jared Eisenman because he's an inspiration for everybody out there. Hubble, cool. SpaceX, Starship, let's go with this test. Hopefully 33 engine static fire. Sick, sick. Let's do it. I would be stoked. Let me know in the comments what you think is going to happen for the Starship testing. Is it going to be 33 engines? Is it going to be 31 engines again? Is it going to be four engines, 17? Who knows? Is it going to be ship 25? Maybe, but we're going to see in the coming couple days, hopefully, what's going on. And if they change the road closures, let's see if they did. Nothing. They haven't posted any road closures yet. So there we go. No updates from SpaceX about the road closures, but possibly 33 engine static fire coming up on the 10th. We got a couple days left. So let's go down to the comments. Let's have a discussion. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And also, please hit the subscribe button. Like I said before, it helps me out a little bit, helps you out a ton because you get more spaceflight content from other creators that are awesome on the platform. Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time. Wait, hold on. 
This is where I, I'm supposed to promote a video here, right? Like there's a video, I'm supposed to go like, there's a video over there and then everyone's supposed to click it and then I get more watch time and then YouTube's like, hey, let's promote this guy because he's been doing it for four years. <laughs> That's what YouTube says. He's been doing it for four years. Anyway, thanks again, guys. I appreciate you. Take care of yourself and each other again. Bye-bye.